I'm Jonathan Mosin and this is Mosin at Large, the show that's got the blind community talking. This special episode is devoted to Apple's spring-loaded event. Apple AirTags are here at last, a new iMac and an iPad, an updated Apple TV, and Apple enters the podcast subscription arena. Once again, today's event was entirely pre-recorded, complete with an audio description soundtrack, even to the extent that the logo ahead of the event was described in a loop. (laughs) I personally like the quality of these events without the sycophantic cheering and the clapping, and I wonder whether Apple will ever go back to the way things used to be when it's possible for them to do that. We will see. But the audio description is great, and I suspect it would be a lot more difficult to do the audio description in a live environment. So there are some benefits to these things. A number of things announced today at Apple's event, and what really struck me was just how quickly they moved through things. There was no nonsense, no fluff. I can only think that perhaps Apple got some feedback that their events are running too long and people's spans of attention don't extend long enough. So we'll go through briefly what was announced at Apple's event today, and then we will open it up and find out what you thought, what you are particularly excited about. I think there was probably more in this event than most people were anticipating. So I'd be surprised if there would be any disappointment expressed, but we will wait and see whether anybody has uh, any view on that. And uh, let's go through some of those items. Apple Card Family was the first thing that was discussed, and uh, this is launched so people can pull credit. It's available to anybody over the age of 13, but of course, Apple Card is one of those things that has got quite limited availability, so it's not something that I have used. It is available in the United States, possibly some other countries, certainly the United States. So if you've used Apple Card, what's the experience like? Is this something that you are excited about? Apple has made the biggest changes to their support of podcasts since they started officially supporting them. A lot of people think that podcasts was an Apple initiative, and actually it was not. It was a grassroots initiative. The name podcast was devised because a lot of people were listening on iPods in those days, a combination of a range of technologies that have been around a while, your good old MP3 files, RSS, And then the iPods came along, and so podcasting was born, and eventually Apple built it into iTunes. If you're not testing the 14.5 beta at this point, then you may not know that there, although we have mentioned it here on Mosin at Large, that there is a new Apple Podcasts app in iOS 14. It's uh, 0.5. It's got quite a lot of change in there. So if you haven't tried that, I guess it might be worth doing so when the new iOS 14.5 drops. Apple podcast subscriptions are coming to over 150 countries next month. And the idea is that you will be able to support your podcast creators that you like. And in exchange for that support, you will be able to get releases early. There are a number of people doing this now in various platforms. Uh, You might be able to get other perks, for example, special episodes that are only published on the Apple Podcast app. Now, this clearly is a response to the commercialization of the podcast industry. There's data now that shows that Spotify will surpass Apple in 2021 
that more people will be listening to podcasts on Spotify than on Apple Podcasts. I'm personally not seeing this in my own data. So while we can't see exactly who you are, most good podcast host services will let you see as a podcast host uh, who is listening from what countries and with what with what uh, clients. We don't see a big take-up of Spotify in the blind community, and I'm interested in why that is, given that it is taking off so widely in other places. Is it because people just don't like the user experience or the Apple Podcast app is built in, or there are other options that are very accessible and attractive like Castro and Overcast? Who knows? But I just don't see that take-up. I will be concerned if... There are some podcasts that lock you in to listening with Apple Podcasts. I do think still that it is really quite a mediocre app compared with some of the other choices that we have, like Castro especially and also Overcast. Uh, Various other, uh, Downcast of course is one that is actually quite popular in the blind community. So it is a shame that we are starting to see this fragmentation, segmentation of podcasts. I'd be very interested to see what people think of this, whether that concerns you, whether you will go to the Apple Podcasts app if there are episodes that you can only find on that podcast app. So we don't have all the details on this yet. Apple subscriptions will come next month for podcasts. But I note that in the last few days, Apple Podcasts have stopped accepting new submissions through their Apple Podcast Connect service. And this has caused a bit of a ruckus on uh, some forums where you get to discuss uh, podcast submission because people have these big plans. You can't really launch a podcast without submitting it to Apple Podcasts. And so the fact that they have stopped, albeit briefly, hopefully, uh, accepting new submissions to their podcast directory has been quite a big uh, deal. So we'll see what happens with this. But it does sadden me. You know, I'm glad to pay where necessary uh, through Patreon or other services. But to lock you in to particular podcast apps to get certain content, I think it is a shame that we're seeing the end of universality of podcast listening. On to other things. You can now get iPhone 12 in purple. I'm not sure whether it's like Barney the Dinosaur purple or what the deal is with that, but if that interests you, then the orders start being taken on Friday for that. There are also some new MagSafe leather cases and sleeves if you want to dress up your iPhone in new colors. So you'll be able to check the Apple Store out for that. Major changes to the Find My app. This is the one that I was waiting for. I should have my sound effects but i don't drum roll please we finally do have the apple air tags now we were pretty sure this was coming because if you've been running the 14.5 beta you will see this new tab where you can find accessories in there apple did give some third-party manufacturers a jump start before this event i guess because of the sensitivities around antitrust at the moment but now apple has announced the long-awaited air tags we've been seeing references to this in the code for a long time and you'll be able to order them on friday so they use the find my network this is very similar to the way that tile works so all the data is anonymized of course but With so many iPhones around the place, if you lose something, then essentially your iPhone is contributing to the greater good and being a part of this greater network so that when somebody tries to find something, everybody else helps them out to do that, even though they don't know that they are. This is, as I say, a similar approach to Tile. 
What is quite different, though, is the way that Apple is using the U1 chips in the newer iPhones to deliver very precise location. They call it precision finding. And one of the things that excites me, I guess as a blind person, but also as a blind person with a hearing impairment, is that you will be able to get not only audible feedback, but haptic feedback as you hone in on your device. Now, I can imagine this being incredibly useful in an airport environment. I've been using tiles for a few years now in my luggage, and that is quite good because at least I can use the tile app to say to somebody confidently, I know that my bag is on the carousel if I'm getting some assistance to try and help me locate my bag when I get into a new destination. I know it's on the carousel because the tile app is telling me, and sometimes if things are quiet enough and the bag is close enough, I can page the luggage in the tile app and you can hear it making its little chirp sound. I try and find the loudest one. But with the precision of the U1 chips and the newer iPhones and this feedback, you will actually be able to get haptic feedback and audible feedback as you get closer and closer and then right up to the tag. That is going to be quite cool indeed. The price is pretty aggressive too. They're coming in at $29 per tile and you can get a four-pack for $99. Gee, thanks, Apple. We, <laughs> we just saved a dollar. The orders on the AirTags start on Friday. I would be surprised if they didn't sell out pretty quickly and we didn't get a big waiting list for these, but we will see uh, what the supply chain is like. Delivery is on the 30th of April. They also have announced some AirTag accessories, some of which actually cost more than the, 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 the AirTag does. You can get polyurethane and leather holders, to be attached to everyday items. There's also a keychain attachment if you want that. I lost my keys uh, a couple of years ago at my office, and luckily they were handed in. But after that, I got one of those little tile things to attach to my keychain. I wouldn't be without it now, uh, but I will probably be switching to the Apple tags. They sound really cool, and I'm looking forward to the reviews. Now, Apple has announced the next generation of the Apple TV 4K. There's been speculation that this is in the offering for a while. We have seen references in the iOS 14.5 code, at least those who disassemble it do, uh, to um, this new device. And this is built on the A12 Bionic chip. It supports HDR high frame rate. So if you have some vision or you have people in your life who do, they'll be excited about that. They've also expanded AirPlay to accommodate this HDR high frame rate now. And what that means is that because your newer iPhone, your iPhone 12, supports uh, Dolby Vision, you can send that Dolby Vision content that you've recorded yourself over AirPlay to this new Apple TV and get the full resolution glory of the video. There is a redesigned remote, so that'll be interesting. It sounds very different indeed. I'm looking forward to getting some more visual description of this but what immediately struck me was that low vision users will appreciate that there is a better color contrast there is a new click pad the outer ring also serves as a jog control they're really going for the gaming market here there's a power button on this new remote control so you can turn your tv on and off it's an all-in-one solution essentially the siri button now is on the side like with the iphone Apple's added to what they call their Mac revolution, and it would be hard not to argue that they have uh, not headed out of the park with this. Uh, the M1 Macs 
are a roaring success. When you look at every single review of these devices, it's pretty favorable indeed. And we've got one of these in a MacBook Air form factor, and they are pretty impressive. Wake up from standby really quickly. Battery life that is superb. It just goes on and on. You've got the iMacs that have been designed for M1. And because of the system on a chip logic board, they've been able to make a more compact design. It is super quiet, apparently, which is really great, uh, while also staying very cool. And obviously, if you keep the chip cool, then it won't need to slow down. You'll get maximum performance from this iMac. They've got a 24-inch display, so they've shrunk the bezels. This is something Apple has done over recent years. They're very good at doing it. And the form factor is only very slightly larger than the previous displays, uh, which had about 21 inches. The FaceTime HD camera has been vastly improved. It doubles the resolution from previously. You've also got studio quality microphones. Um, the beam forming focuses on your voice. This is wonderful. Apple does a very good job of this stuff when they pay attention to it. And I like to hope that we will start, as the pandemic starts to wrap up, hopefully, that we will start hearing much better quality audio when people come on the TV from these very bouncy, echoey rooms and they almost sound like they're in the bathtub and the audio is abysmal. I don't know if the videos is bad, but the audio is often abysmal. So uh, Apple is working on that. And uh, given their track record with what they've done in the MacBook Pro and others with their microphones, I've got no doubt it's going to be absolutely brilliant. They say actually that what they've done here is the best mic system ever in a Mac. They also have speakers that create a big room-filling sound, they say, and I believe them because if you listen to the speakers that are in Macs these days, even laptops, and particularly the MacBook Pro, it is hard to argue uh, with what they can do with uh, with audio and also on some of the iPads as well. They really know how to do this well. You've got two pairs of noise-canceling woofers in this thing, spatial audio, so when you're playing video that is Dolby Atmos capable, you're going to get a pretty cool effect. I have no doubt it is going to be an absolute stunner from an audio point of view. Um, They're promising significant speed improvements. There's the magnetic power connector, which sounds like we're hearkening back to days of yore with the uh, the MagSafe connectors. They've got three types of keyboard to choose from. You've got your good old Magic Keyboard, but it now has a new dedicated keys or new dedicated keys for a bunch of things like emoji and do not disturb and uh, a range of other functions that you use regularly. Now, they've also got a Magic Keyboard with Touch ID on the keyboard. So this is new, and uh, it uses the whole secure enclave business. So Touch ID coming to this environment. And you can also get that with a number pad as well, if you prefer that. And it starts at $12.99. Orders starting on Friday. Delivery a little bit later than some of the other products announced, uh, looking at the middle of May or towards the end of May for that. I do... I mean, it's a, it sounds like a lovely piece of hardware, and I just wish we could get a bit more voiceover love on the Mac because it's not a practical solution for for some of us who have high-level word processing to do and that sort of thing, and it's just so tempting when you look at this hardware. And, of course, the final one, as we were expecting, a 12.9-inch iPad Pro, which now is based on the M1 chip, a big performance increase. They're saying it's a 50% jump over the previous generation iPad Pro and a 70. And when you go back to the original iPad, the first generation, 
all the way back in 2010 they launched that, didn't they? They're saying it's 75 times faster performance. So we've come a long way. Support for the latest PlayStation and uh, Xbox game controllers. So they are really getting into the idea of using uh, their devices as, as game devices, if you wish. The storage has gone up to two terabytes. I think that's significant in itself, of course. I mean, two terabytes is a whopping amount of storage. Many people don't even come close to that on their laptops. So that's a lot to play with. But also, it does seem to give credence to what we're hearing about the iPhone, whatever they call it, the 12S or the 13, which will be coming later this year, offering a one terabyte option. I must admit, I think one terabyte on my iPhone might even be a bit overkill for me. So I'd be interested to find out whether anybody's really excited about a one terabyte iPhone. But a two terabyte iPad Pro, they also are releasing a 5G version, which makes sense. And the MM Wave version, the millimeter wave version, only available in the United States once again. The USB-C port, I wish we could have that on the iPhone. I would I would. Deal with the pain to get USB-C on the iPhone. It would be a little bit painful because of the accessories, but it would be so worth it. Just get it done. But it is on the iPad Pro. Of course, it has been for some time. It supports Thunderbolt now, USB 4 compatible. So those are some of the highlights of the uh, Apple events. I think it was a little bit more action-packed than many people were anticipating. And boy, as I say, did they go at a clip. And so now I'm interested to find out what you think. If you uh, have any opinions on any of this, uh, any questions, I've been sort of scouring the Apple sites while we've been looking at these at the event going live, then you're very welcome to raise your hand and let your voice be heard. Let's go to Gino J. Hi, Gino. I, I have to wonder if Apple really is um, putting an effort into kind of stomping out. I mean, if you stop and think about it, the, the, the iPad Pro and the Mac themselves are almost very similar. I mean, if someone yeah. is going into this new territory and they've never bought a Mac before – you almost could suffice with an iPad now at this point. Don't you agree? Possibly. And, of course, that's the wonderful thing about the uh, M1, from Apple's point of view at least, is that you've got this ecosystem. Apple's always been big on the ecosystem and locking you in, right, with things like handoff and, and various technologies like that. And so now what you have is this whole concept of universal apps. So you can get an app that works on the iPhone, the iPad, and your Mac, so it really comes down to the way that you want to work. It looks like Apple really is dead set on not offering a touchscreen Mac. And I think that's going to increasingly be the point of difference, that you've, yeah. got, you've got touch on the iPad, but you don't have touch on your Mac. Right. And I mean, for me, I, I'm still using the iPad Air 2. And I mean, I, I have to say, I, it's like, what, four years old, and I still use it to this day. And I don't... I, I don't use my I don't use my iPad enough to really go that distance, but I I was intrigued by them. I won't lie. Um, the only thing that I had an argument on I don't know you I know you've been a big uh, campaigner for the the tags, but I just realized something when they were talking about this, especially the keys. I mean, couldn't someone just rip off the key ring and then you'd be kind of just you know. Well, I, luck if you, 
<laughs> I suppose that's possible, but I mean, usually when you lose things, it's not because somebody has stolen them, it's because you've misplaced them. Yeah, true. I mean, I get that, but I just, I don't know. I, I guess I guess the argument was, I don't know if I'd really honestly spend, you know, $29 for one or, you know, $100 for four for these devices i mean granted i i'm with you the keys things are scary the wallet thing is scary i've done that yeah um but it it just um i don't know if it's worth it i mean i i would i guess you could do that with anything but yeah i i just figured um i thought the apple event was really well uh orchestrated um and I honestly think you're right about the the whole idea of it being um, too orchestrated, and I, I get why they do that because you know if they're going to do description audio description, it makes more sense. So, but overall, not a bad performance. And by the way, just so you know, yes, it is like Barney Purple. So right, okay, the, all right. Well, yeah. let's all start so. singing "I Love You," "You Love Me." Yeah, yep, tremendous. So. Hey, thanks so much, Gino. Appreciate that. Yeah. Looks like you're a yep. bit lukewarm on the air tags. I'm going to be doing my pre-order. I'm going to be rocking that thing. I'm looking forward to trying it. Callan, what do you think of the Apple event? Oh, I was really imp- impressed by it, especially air tags. I've been wanting to see those for like, what, has it been two years now since they've been rumored? I know. It's been forever. I mean, my hair's got a lot less. It's got a lot grayer, you know, and I still don't have my air tags. Yeah, I mean, it's, I can't believe that, you know, I think that's the longest time something's been rumored that's taken to really come true. Something just psyched they're finally here, and the price isn't bad at all. I wonder how that compares to Tile's pricing. I kind of forget. I kind of forgot too, but I think for me, the combination of working with the the U1 chip is the big thing uh, that it, it, you know, all that haptic feedback it's going to provide. We always knew that this was going to be the big selling point of the AirTags. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So it sounds like that's your big highlight of the event. That and the iMac, I was really excited. I mean, I'm a Mac user and I want to get an M1 or M2, whatever the next one is at some point ends up being, I definitely know my next Mac will have Apple Silicon in it. You're but a student, aren't you? I am, yeah. yes. So how are you getting on with word processing on the Mac? I think I'm just so used to any like little quirks that VoiceOver has. Because I've been using a Mac for almost 11 years now. So I've just kind of grown very accustomed to it. Mm, what do you use? I use Pages. Okay, but right. for more For more basic stuff, I use TextEdit, which is my preference, but... If doing bigger papers, I have to use pages. Well, when we get the air tags, we'll have to bond over them. We might do a demo um, because assuming I haven't checked the New Zealand store, but I presume that air tags are available here at the same time, in which case. Ooh, the, I hope the, so. Yeah, well, the 30th of April comes here first, you see. So we may well do yes, a quick demo does. as soon as we get them. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> the one thing I saw, um, though, apparently there's no black option for the iMac, which it seems some people were concerned about the professionalism though of having these like bright colored Mm. iMacs so i do wonder about that how people are going to feel about that that's an interesting thought see that's not something that i think about as somebody who doesn't care about colors so that there needs to be a more professional option yeah i mean i don't know 
a little bit here. I'm going to go into the Apple Store app and play around. I'm curious to look at the configurations for it. And I'm really looking forward to people's opinions on the sound. It sounds like they've done an amazing job, both with input and output. Absolutely. I'm excited to get to put my hands on it. Fortunately, I live pretty close to an Apple Store, so that's good. Oh, well, their people will be in touch with your people. Hey, thank you, Callum. <laughs> Let us know how you get on if you get any of this new stuff. Definitely will. Thank uh, you. Take care. Hi, Isaac. Good evening from Finland. Oh, Finland, Finland, Finland. Great to hear from you. I don't have much to add, but what I was to to say was that I am the most interesting product for me was also the AirTags. I don't have an iPad. I don't have a Mac nor an Apple TV. So the AirTags are interesting. And I am really interesting, interested in how big they are and how you put them onto things and so on. So I really wait to wait for to hear more about them. Do you use Tide at the moment? No, I, I have seen them being used and so on. I, I, and I, I'm not that type who lose things so i don't need <laughs> i don't know how much i would need an air tag but still i'm interested in how 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 they how they would would work out so i i think i might get one if they make their way to finland and i don't see any reason why not they did not talk anything about any countries like like restrictions so no i mean these things should be pretty widely available but i tell you i've i've really got into it. when i lost my keys it was really traumatic and i don't normally lose things either and i don't even know how they fell out of my pocket and they got handed into reception after a day or so but it was just really stressful and so now i have one in my wallet i have one in my uh, on my keychain this is the tile of course at the moment and um you know i do know blind people who put these tiles are on their guide dog's collar in case their dog does a runner. And apparently it works quite well for that as well. So there's all sorts of applications you can find for them. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you get one, do get in touch with the podcast and let us know how they're working out for you. I'd be really interested in user experiences. Yes, sure. Fantastic. Have a lovely Thanks. evening. Thanks. Maria, what are you buying? You're going to be stocking up on all sorts of things. I will be on Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. I'll be pre-ordering those air tags. Is that, is so that when it happens, 8 a.m. Eastern? Yeah, it's at 5 a.m. Pacific. So, yeah, 8 a.m. Oh, Eastern. man. That's like midnight here. That's preposterous. <laughs> oh, wow. Midnight well, actually going into my birthday. So I, th I suppose that's all right. Oh, yeah. you can get yourself some birthday gifts. Yeah. So it's the air tags you're excited about too by the sounds of it. <laughs> Yes, I've been waiting for these. I don't have a tile currently. I There are two, or maybe three, actually, now that you mentioned the guide dog. I, I'm going to actually put one on Lacey's collar. But um, I uh, there are two scenarios that I really want to use them for. One is the luggage. I've had a situation where someone took my luggage, and when they brought it back to the airport, the airport people confiscated Lacey's food that was in oh. there. And that was, yeah. So I'm not going to have that happen again. I want to know where my luggage is. So, yeah. So so that, and then I have this weird, I don't know how this happens to me, but it's happened several times that, you know, when I've gone to the office, which hopefully I'll be going back into the office at some point, but um, I, I, you know, have a backpack and it's like, I go and I'm leaving and I'm walking to the bus. And I realize when I sit down on the bus and I have all this room behind me that I've left my bag. So, you know, I, I, 
I hope there's going to be, you know, one of those features like I know Tile has where you can get an alert if you've, you know, walked away from your thing, if you've like, you know, left it behind and oh, such. Yes. I would, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd find that use. And, I, and I'm curious too. Like I was looking at uh, their, the Apple website and the specs uh, don't list the range from where you can see on the map, you know, where your item is. Like, isn't the Tile Pro like 300 feet or something? So I, I guess I'm curious what the range is on, um, on these. But I guess I'll find out. <laughs> right. And of course, because it's using the Find My Network, then yeah. obviously you've got a lot of iPhones around the place. So hopefully the combination, I guess what I'm interested in is the way that the Find My Network works with other people's U1 chips. You know what I'm saying? Like how precise, sure. if, if you go out of range of your own tag, how precise right. that location is when other people's phones are helping you find your tag. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, if they do that correctly, then the, you know, quote unquote range wouldn't matter so much. Yes, that's right. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be exciting. I hope, like you said, I'm guessing that they will fly, but I'm, I'm hoping to possibly be going to see my family in Croatia and such in sometime in either uh, like sometime in the summer still being worked out. So I would love to get these, you know, when the when the uh, first uh, shipment becomes available to be able to play with them before. Wow. I it, sh it should be a really or interesting Mosin at large when people start getting their air tags and start playing with them. Yeah. For sure, to hear people's different thoughts. Yeah, I'll definitely be getting a four pack. And um, and your your question about the um, I I think a terabyte would be overkill for me too on my phone. I have a terabyte on my laptop and my iPhone. My 12 Pro is a 512 uh, gig, and I I feel like that's definitely even with lots of podcasts and audio books and such. I feel I I definitely have a decent amount of free space. Yes, so. it pains me to say it because I fear I might be getting old or something. But I mean, a terabyte on your iPhone. I mean, dude. Dude. So, anything else in your immediate future from Apple? You're tempted by the the Mac, the iMac, or the iPad? You know, I for me, I feel like the iPad. I I know my parents they have one, and I've always maybe just because I haven't gotten so used to it that um just the larger screen is a little bit I don't know trickier for me to find my way around. So I think I actually prefer the smaller size of the iPhone, and I have sometimes thought I'm definitely firmly in the the Windows world, you know, on a daily basis and my JAWS and Office 365 and things like that. But I have sometimes thought about playing, especially when I hear people's audio that from the built-in mics and such of the Mac, they sound really good. So I don't know, maybe not for now, but I guess never say never. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let us know how you get on with the AirTags when you get them. Yeah, we'll do. All right. Have a good one. We'll go, from, we'll go from one member of the legal profession to another because we're going to talk to Angie now. Hi, Angie. Hey there. How's it going? Oh, marvelous. Marvelous. What, what do you think of all of that Apple stuff? Well, I watched with Jacob, and it was uh, really fun for us to watch it together. And so part of what I'm going to tell you about is Jacob's reaction because he – fell in love with the IMAX. I mean, I think he wants one of everything, basically. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Kids want one of everything. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, what excites I, you about what Apple announced, if anything? I Well, you know, I'm, I'm also looking at the AirTags, thinking about those. I had some tiles and have used them, but I feel like kind of like you, like the integration with iOS will just be better with AirTags. Um, as for everything else, I'm a little bit bummed that I didn't hear anything about a new iPad mini, and I'm especially bummed because last night Jacob's 
Jacob's iPad mini had a date with destiny and it learned that it is subject to the laws of physics, including gravity. And Oh no. Yeah. So it, it's got a little bit of a cracked screen and, um, Actually, that's a very good point because one of the things that was speculation about is that we would see a new iPad mini and we did not, did we? Yes. And I was really counting on that, you know, as of like yesterday, as of last night. (laughs) But um, so I don't know. He may inherit my older iPad Pro, but I don't know that I'm going to replace my iPad because I don't, I just don't know that I, I mean, I love it or I thought I would love it. And I love the idea of it, but I just never really integrated it into my life. Um, so Jacob may end up getting my iPod, uh, sorry, iPad Pro. Um, really quickly, though, as to the one terabyte of of storage on a phone, I would totally be down for that. I <laughs> before the, I I I mean, sign me up. I before the pandemic, I got some um, binaural microphones with a lightning uh, connector, and um, let's just say, you know, if you wear your hair a certain way you can <laughs> you can wear those lots of places and nobody knows oh how surreptitious of you i'm very yes mm. um so you know um i i made recordings where perhaps i wasn't allowed to i didn't i haven't disseminated those and now now i'm speaking as and as an attorney i probably should shut up because it's <laughs> being recorded but I'm not like selling them or anything, but all of it, which is to say, but I've made some recordings of just, uh, you know, us being places, us talking and being out. And so, um, because I was recording in a lossless format, I could definitely use that extra space. But as for the stuff announced today, I want me some air tags. Uh, and I, I even wanted an iMac and I don't really want a desktop, but I want one of those iMacs, but you know, that's going to have to that's not going to happen right now, but uh, yeah. I think those air tags are going to be flying off the shelves, and so I think no. those of us who really want one are going to have to be up there and uh, and ordering them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Oh, good luck. Yeah. I I hope Jacob gets all he dreams of. Let's move on though and talk to Jim. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Super well. Um, I am very excited about the air tags, of course. Um. It looks to me like they're comparably reasonably comparably priced to the um, to the tile tracker, um, and I think that they will be a better product than the tile trackers. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to those. I had a question about the iPad. Did we get any clarity as to whether the new iPad has a Touch ID or not? Um, I didn't hear it mentioned, but one of the video descriptions said something about it. So it was unclear to me whether we knew for sure if we were getting Touch ID or not on the new iPad. I did not hear that either. That's a really interesting question. I'm just trying to rack my brains to remember whether, the, did the previous iPad Pro have go to Face ID, I think, didn't it? Yeah, the Pro did. There's the 11 inch, the previous 11 inch iPad, well, what was it? Um, there is an iPad out there currently with Touch ID and I forget which one it is, but um, I was hoping the new ones would have Touch ID and they didn't mention it. And I don't know if they did mention it because there are things to talk about or if it's not there. So My hunch would that be that my... they'll stick with Face ID on the iPad Pro. You're not a Face ID fan? I am not. I, am not. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather have my, my uh, I'd much rather have my finger, to, you know, identified than my face. Um, the other thing I wanted to, to, to mention, I think Gino mentioned earlier about uh, tracking uh, items that get stolen. Um, I've, I've had that experience where, where something I had got stolen, it had a tile tracker in it. And it turns out to be a really, 
disappointing experience usually, right? Even if you can figure out where it is um, and go there, you're kind of stuck, right? Are you going to like knock on somebody's door or, you know? <laughs> um, so tr- so counting on tile trackers and, and so on to track items that have been stolen, I think is not a good idea. I think it's a much better use case to, to think of it as something that will track um, things that you've misplaced rather than things that have, you know, disappeared. Right. So don't count on it if uh, someone takes your stuff. I would, I would. Definitely not. The other thing I'm very curious about with the ad tag is how long the bat. Well, if the batteries are replaceable and how long they last. Yes, um, we didn't get so, any data on that. No, um, and then of course the other thing to, to think about if you're a heavy tile user is that one of the nice things about about um, tile is that if you you know if you're if you're not near your stuff but somebody else's um, that information gets picked up and transmitted by their tile app to the server. And so you can get some idea about where your stuff is. And if you're, even if you're not near it, the number of track, the number of AirPods out there will probably not reach the number of tiles out there for quite a while. So you're likely to get less data about where your stuff is if it's not near your iPhone. But my understanding is that just by virtue of running iOS 14.5, you are part of this network. So it's not actually having air tags that makes the difference. It's actually running the operating system that makes the difference. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Okay, well, that that, that does kind of help that a lot. Yeah. Anyway, Jonathan, I'm really excited about, um, I'm seriously thinking about a new iPad, um, even though I don't think I'm going to get Touch ID, and I'm seriously thinking about the air tags. Um, I don't need a new Mac. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, I don't uh, need I don't one either, either, but boy. <laughs> they sound gorgeous, don't <laughs> they? <laughs> they did they this especially the new IMAX they, they really looked they really were nice and thin and and, and very pretty. Yeah. Um I also don't think I need a purple iPhone. <laughs> is this is this on anybody's purchase list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of my son when he was three. Anyway, if you get one of these things, um do let us know how you get on with it. Uh, I, I think we're gonna have some really interesting contributions to Mosin at large on some of these things in the future. So hopefully you can let us know I'm how you're going. Yeah. Yes, awesome. sir. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Yep. All right. Let's talk to Herbie. Hi, Herbie. Hello, Jonathan and everyone. Um, first of all, iPhone purple, no, definitely not on my wish list or, you know. Um, <laughs> air tags, I must admit, okay, right now, probably the one thing I lose more than anything is my phone, which my watch finds just fine when I need to ping it because... I'll move around with the phone around the house to forget where I set it. Yep. So um, air tags won't help out with that much. However, if we ever get back to something like normal and do traveling again, yeah, the having air tags or something I've considered tiles in the past too. You know, for like luggage and stuff. You know, when at the airport, that could definitely be useful. And I like that. You know what you were talking about with the, anybody running fourteen point five. You know, as part of the network, that's been my understanding too yes um ipad you know here's the ipad has never really appealed to me much because it's you know it's kind of i always viewed it as like an in-between of the phone and the ipad like a mac and you know i'm maybe i'm a bit at polar opposites here but i like my mac to be a full computer which you know it is and it also runs windows and then my phone has the nice smaller screen, like Maria mentioned. And, you know, the few times I've played with an iPad, I get lost in that jungle of um, larger screen. That being said, hearing that it has the M1 chip has suddenly made it sound very interesting. But 
I'd go for an iMac over that with the six speakers. Uh, my neighbors, though, downstairs wouldn't be too happy, I don't think. <laughs> the way Apple was making it sound. Um, that's the only slight disadvantage because we live upstairs in an apartment complex. So, uh, um, And then the thing, I guess, but because I'm not a fan of the iPad, I guess the thing I would love to hear is Apple saying, and now we're going to bring studio quality microphones to the iPhone. And... You know, maybe that's just something I don't know if they'll ever do that or not. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, I guess there are some Android phones that do sound to me a bit better than the iPhone. There's no yes. doubt about that. But now that they've got the stereo option, it feels like they're making some progress. I just wish that manufacturers would pay a bit more attention to audio generally, uh, because, gosh, some of the audio we've had to endure during the pandemic when people are coming in on radio and TV from yes. VoIP applications has been abysmal. I share your view and the view that others have expressed too. I love the concept of the iPad and I have the first generation iPad Pro. One of the reasons why I'm not using it a lot now is that handover between devices with my hearing aids just does not work reliably. But even before that, I love the feel of it. I love holding it. But the big real estate you know, the, the amount of screen real estate, and I just can't sort of integrate it into my life. And I, I guess the iPad just isn't for me, but boy, do I love the concept of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, now, and then, you know, one terabyte phone, um, it's interesting because I actually downgraded when I upgraded my phone this year. I went from 250 gigs of storage to 128. And mm -hmm. I've had this phone since about October. And so far, I've not gotten anything telling me, oh, it's, full because there's so much you can do in the cloud now that that's true you know un unless you really are in a situation where you don't have good internet or whatever and or you know, making clandestine binaural recordings exactly <laughs> but, yep well that that is well they weren't clandestine but i actually you know as a student back when we actually went to uh, college campuses i don't know if anybody remembers those the old days of several years ago where you went to a physical location mm. um i did actually record in lossless audio but again i could get those off my phone and into dropbox that does have you know the terabyte plan so they didn't actually have to stay on my phone so yep so that's a good um, point. Know, There's a convergence going on, greater storage and less dependence on physical storage because of the cloud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Hey, thank you, Herbie. I appreciate your comments as always. We'll look forward to, uh, if you get the tiles, we'll look forward to finding out what you think. I mean, the, the oh, air tags. Oh, dear, I've just committed. The air tags, yeah. Immortal. Can I say something real quick, Jonathan? Go ahead. Um. You know, when when we were talking about the ta air tags, you know, one thing that would actually get me interested to get those is is more or less if they had a beeper on them where you could beep your phone. So, in other words, d yeah. backward compatible. Tile has that too, so I'm sure that AirTag does, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you can because that can... would that would that would sell that would sell it for me. I think because I more often than not am losing my phone. Right. So you you can that. page your phone from your tile. So I imagine you can page your your phone from your AirTag as well. Because it didn't look like they had any buttons on it. Ah, well. See, we'll have to see, won't we? Yeah. I guess yeah. they want you to get an Apple Watch to page your phone, which you can also do, yeah. of course. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not going to happen. Very good. Oh, all right. Well, you could be fit and trim, and that will be marvelous. Anyway, um, Michael Fair. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hopefully I'm unmuted. You are. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I was pretty impressed with the event. I like the pacing. I like the description. It's great that Rapid they offer Rapid pacing, that. wasn't it? Rapid. Yeah, Ooh. and it was all nicely described. That must have taken some coordination. And uh, having Tim crawl down doing that bit of burglary to get the uh, the chip out of out of the uh, M1 and, and uh, bring it back and put it in the iPad Pro, I thought was clever. <laughs> <laughs> and revealing at the end that, of course, it was Tim Cook, this unknown burglar that snuck into apple park uh, <laughs> but i you know for me the tags are interesting i would i don't know what i'd use them for right now i don't often lose stuff around the apartment here uh when i travel though i have lost the odd thing or forgotten exactly where i placed my pack or something so i, I suppose i could maybe use one or two i don't think i'd need four um <laughs> but you know it's this kind of stuff, I, I would, I would absolutely go for a terabyte on an iPhone. I might do that next time if I can. Uh, I'd take it as a challenge just to see if, if indeed I have enough stuff that I'd like stored on it, because uh, I, I have a lot of Audible books and things that I, I wouldn't mind just having all handy, not having to download when I want them and stuff. So I, I could sort of see myself doing that and actually using, you know, a significant portion perhaps of a terabyte, uh, you know, maybe half a terabyte, uh, <laughs> right. but, uh, but purple, I, I think of messy grape spill when I think of purple, that's probably, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I've heard though, that there is a kind of a nice looking Royal kind of purple that apparently was, was sort of an ancient valuable color that, that could only be artificially produced or something. So perhaps there's, uh, Maybe there's there's some sort of good look factor there to to that. Very good. Well, uh, I will be. I guess we forget sometimes, especially those of us here, that people are still very locked down in some parts of the world. And so, you know, for those of us who are getting out and about, that kind of thing, uh, the the tags are the air tags are pretty exciting. But maybe not so much for those people who haven't returned to normality at this point. Yeah, and unfortunately for me, the, I've found, uh, as as I wrote in my guide, that the the large real estate of the iPad kind of rules them out as as very viable, even backup solutions for me. So I'm uh, I'm pretty much an iPhone user from this point on. Yeah. Although I think you know, if you've seen before, I'd be very interested to hear if people who have had sight and lost it find the larger space of an iPad to be helpful because you know, voiceover would still work; it would be t fully accessible. So I wonder if that might help, uh, you know, for for some people who are used to thinking spatially much more successfully than me, uh, to to do more perhaps. Yes. Uh, with the multitasking and things. Yeah, there are certainly some blind people who love their iPads for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your thoughts as always. Uh, Alrighty. Yeah. Let's talk to Myrna. Hi, Myrna. We'll get Myrna, Myrna to unmute. There we go. I think I'm unmuted now. I think you I? are, yeah. I think I am. So the AirTags, just like everybody, you know, and I'm really excited about that. Um, this has been my year of the Apple, so I can't really get anything else because um, I – and the Apple trade-ins were really, really good because um, traded in an older AirPad this last fall for um, – 
new iPad Pro, traded in my former phone for the new phone. We both, my husband and I both traded in our old watches for the new watches. So can't, but I'm with Maria. Come Friday, Eastern time, I am going to get it. I'm going to get the four pack. And I I thought about the guide dog and I thought, do you really want to do that? And I think so because, um, you know, you'd say, well, why do you need it for a guide dog? Well, sometimes they, they just go to sleep and they don't hear you. And you say, where are they? Um, you know, or you could be, you could be someplace where there are lots of guide dogs and you want to find yours. So mm. that, and I thought about it and luggage, of course, and keys. Oh my gosh. Cause, um, I right now in the season where, well, I'm wearing one jacket. Well, it got warmer. I changed it to, where's my keys? So, um, my, and my husband, when he was hearing it for, he said, Oh, definitely for you keys. Cause you're always, you know, losing keys. Um, and the other, you know, the other deal I thought about, if you go someplace, if when we travel, of course, luggage, but also I was thinking, you know, you go to a convention or you go, you know, wherever you're in a hotel and people used to put rubber bands on their doors so they'd know their room. Um, and I thought, you know, you could put one of these on the door of your, of your room. And as you're going down the hall, you could, um, you could find your, that might be helpful that too so um that might be another reason to use it but and as far as the terabyte on the phone nah um i i actually have 128 and when i was buying it you know they said do you want to no i don't want to upgrade because a lot of what's on my phone um is not movies it's not you know great big stuff it's a lot of stuff in voice stream a lot of Daisy texts, like Michael's book is on my phone and voice stream and, um, you know, and, and some of the mystic access tutorials and some bookshare books. And that's the kind of stuff I keep in there. So, so no, I, I don't think I'd want a terabyte. I do have an iPad and we use it. Like if we're, um, if we're watching a movie, we'll use the iPad, you know, bring it in and it's light enough to carry, um, and do that. Um, or um, we have Fios, we have Verizon Fios, and they have an app called Fios TV, so you can watch TV. And the iPads, you know, great sound. Um, sure, you can you can take a speaker and you know, attach it to your phone, but the iPads are great sound, so we've used it for that. So that's my take. That's your use case. All right, well, so you've really been spending up big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the iPads, you know, it's like four for what is it, ninety nine? So I think we could go. I could. I think we could do that definitely. Very good. Hey, thanks so much, Bernard. Good to hear from you. Good. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Likewise. All right. Now uh, I have just uh, brought someone up on the stage, and now I'm having a blank because it's such a busy thing, and I'm I just had to mute somebody who was a bit noisy who didn't mute themselves. So um, let's go to our next speaker. Do you want to unmute yourself if I just brought you up on the stage a few minutes ago? Yeah. Hey, Jonathan. This is Adam Gaffney. There we go, Adam. How could I ever forget you? I don't know, (laughs) but I'm uh, I'm down here on vacation in uh, sunny Key West, Florida. Yeah, well, that's lovely. What are your thoughts on it all? Well, I didn't catch everything because I have a connection issues down here, so a little bit cut off. We had some breakups down here, but I'm really curious about the uh, air tags mm-hmm. uh, and curious uh, about another uh, participant asked about the range. So that's one question I had about the uh, 
AirTag. So really curious about that and how they'll work, say, in a restaurant. If you want to put a tag on a wallet or something like that, if your phone will notify you if you get a certain distance away from something you want to track automatically. Now, you know, that is a very interesting thing because I guess that most of us were thinking about, and this is the application of these things, for finding lost things rather than indoor navigation. But that's a really good point. It might be possible for you to do that, you know, to to actually use it for indoor navigation of some kind. Yeah, I'll be really curious about how how it how they work and looking forward to a demo when you get yours. But uh, the Apple event was pretty good. I'm really getting impressed with how Apple does their uh, description. And I think they're doing a heck of a good job at that now. So really impressed with how how good job they do on that. Yes, they uh, have that luxury now, don't they? Because um, they now have the pre-recorded stuff. So they're not in the position where they have to worry about live timing and that kind of thing. So that's really good. Great. Well, thanks a lot. And looking forward to uh, what the future holds for these things. Thanks, Adam. Good to hear from you. Jim East. Hello, Jim. How you doing, everybody? I was interested because I caught part of the, uh, part of the presentation today and the tags were very interesting um, a little pricey, I think, um, unless you need to do a lot of things. I mean, we've talked about it here at my house of like remotes and things like that. And yeah, we've had the miscellaneous item that's been gone for more than five to seven days. So occasionally it would be nice to spend that money and know that, that those won't be buried. I uh, too want to echo that the description about going down on the couch was pretty cool, but usually we end up just finding things that somehow have migrated to weird places in the house. <laughs> How did it get there? Um, but I, I'm glad they did it. Could you elaborate, Jonathan, a little bit about that uh, terabyte thing people have been talking about? Is that something you plug in? Uh, no, so there's a two terabyte storage option on the iPhone. And on the iPad, I'm sorry, on the iPad that was announced today. And there is some suggestion that there will be a uh, one terabyte option on the iPhone when the next iPhone launches. And so people are just speculating, will people want a one terabyte iPhone? What would they do with that? But I, too, was impressed by the uh, by the, the great accessibility of the presentation. I'm going to re you know, view it to you know, to, to catch up with the things that I missed. I just got pulled away. But uh, I think they're doing a great job. Um, I've always been an iPhone user. Well, I say always. I got my first one in 15. And, uh, I mean, I get the gold ones. I'll just be honest. Because to me, it's like, I mean, for all the different things I can do with the iPhone, that's what it's worth to me. The The purple, I'd have to get some info about that. Because, like, I've worn purple cummerbunds and ties and weddings and proms, you know, whatever the, you know, the partner you're walking with is going to be wearing, you know, you kind of match that way a little bit, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't get the purple one, but I'd like to know a little more about it, but I think Tim did a great job describing it. Let's go to uh, Tiffany who is up next. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, the Apple event, I thought that was really interesting. 
I'm thinking about these air tags because I have a uh, talent for placing things. So I'm thinking about getting the, the tile tracker uh, plus the pricing compares because I just got the iPhone hmm. 11. So I don't think I have that W1 or whatever the fancy chip is. But Yeah, the, uh, the 11 does have that. So Okay, awesome. So I wasn't sure if it was the 11 or the 12 or which one. Pretty sure it started with 11, so I think you're in good shape with the W1 chip. Awesome. So I'm coming from the 8 to the 11. I'm loving the upgrade. So Right. And and was there any mention, because I was a few minutes late watching the event, on when 14.5 would be released? I didn't hear a mention of that, and I was really interested in finding that out. Uh, it may well have dropped already, potentially. Um, sometimes they do drop the release right after the event, so it's possible that that's what's happened in this case but I don't know. Okay, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So uh, air tags in your future, possibly. Yes, I'm seriously thinking about it. Fantastic. All right. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, no, Tiffany. What I end up with. Good to hear from you. No problem. And we'll talk to Ty. Hello, Ty. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Thanks for doing this recap. I'm so excited about the event. I haven't had a chance to listen to everything because of work, and I was wondering how everyone had accessed the audio description, or is that just, is there just great description in the event as it is, or is there actually an audio description feature? Well, what happens is if you go and listen on your Apple TV and you've got audio description turned ah, on there, or not, you go to apple.com Apple and you've TV. got the audio description turned on in your iPhone and you gotcha. listen from apple.com, you will get I the audio description. That. But if you listen on YouTube, unfortunately, you don't. Yeah, that's where I was looking. And of course, I was not on an Apple device. Oh, shame on me. Um, but I will do that and check it out. I, I'm interested in a purple iPhone, but my partner did point out, like, every time you get an iPhone, you just put it in a case. So what's the point of getting a new iPhone if it's only going to be in a case? It breaks my heart that so many people <laughs> put their iPhones in cases. God. <laughs> I'm afraid to drop mine. I'm clumsy. If I don't have a case on it, I'm going to break the screen. Um, but even with screen protectors, I'm still wary they, they, of that. They need so. to be used the way God, I, I, aka oh. Tim Cook, intended <laughs> Yeah, but they'll be scratched. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like to scratch mine up. Um and I'm interested in the way tags for sure or air tags for sure. Um I, everything else seemed just okay. I love the idea of the new Mac, but I'm probably not going to get an iMac or anything like that. Um definitely interested in an M1 computer at some point, but I don't have one yet. So, there's a lot of great things. But I'm when most, you when I, you go there, probably more likely to get the air tags. Sure. When you go there, will you get the um the, the a, a laptop or a desktop M1? I think I'll get a laptop. Mm. I've mm. never had a well, actually, I can take that back. I had a Mac Mini before, and I never used it. I just didn't. I don't know. I just I had another laptop, so I, I didn't I didn't need it. But they do sure look nice. Those new iMacs. They do. So you, in your field, would be writing a lot of documents, though. Um, I guess yeah. I, I'm still really worried about how sort of poor the support is for good quality word processing and reviewing what you've written in terms of really interrogating uh, the information, jumping simply from, you know, heading to heading or element to elements. Um, just yes, I tend to agree. I, I practice as an attorney for a long time, and then I'm now working in other jobs where I have to do a lot of editing. And I did try to use my Mac for that before, and it was not a successful 
experience. Um, and with in law, you have to do a lot of different kinds of font attributes and things like that. And the support just wasn't there for doing that really precise editing. Yeah, and track changes and that kind of thing, uh, jumping from revision to revision. See, the, these things are really important in a professional capacity. And I even know some diehard Mac users who admit to me that when it comes to high quality word processing, what they have to do is fire up a virtual machine and do it in Jaws <laughs> yeah. and Word. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let us know what you get when you when you get it, Ty. It'd be really I interesting will. to get your feedback. Thanks. All right, take care. And we'll talk to Celeste next. Hi, Celeste. Hello, Jonathan. Um, how are you today? I'm really well. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, thank you. It's great to hear from you. So um, I've been, I came in here kind of, you know, because um, I came in when I heard of Herbie talking, because Herbie and, and Gino J were up on the stage. So I've, I've been listening in, and from what I've heard, um, you know, I used to have an iPad. I had the, the iPad Air, the 32 gig model back in 2014 through, like, actually I sold it in 2019 because it had just been collecting dust since I finished school. It was a great note-taker device when I was in school and my netbook died, but after that I found I used my phone a lot more. It was easier to carry around and... So I don't see me getting an iPad in the near future, even though it's great that there's a two terabyte iPad coming <laughs> on the market. That's you know, as for the purple phone, I think it's great for people who like the color purple. I think it's a very pretty color. Though I kind of agree with Ty. The whole you know, you put a case on it, which I usually typically get a blue case. So as far as what people can see, oh, you have a blue phone. That's very nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And what and about the, the air tags? Do they interest you? I've heard about those things, but I've uh, typically the things that I lose, I don't think an air tag's gonna fit on. You know, I drop my vitamin pill, and it's much easier to call Ira and go, "Okay, I dropped my pill on the floor. Do you see it? You know, I don't." Think yeah, I no. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, you wouldn't want to inadvertently swallow the air tag either. Oh, yeah, because then, you know, um, <laughs> then, oh, this could get pretty, this could, you know, turn into quite the horror film. Um, but then I, I guess we'd have no track. trouble finding you if you swallowed the air tag. <laughs> true, very true. You'd, you'd be able to find me very easily. Oh, yes, there goes Celeste. Uh, I'm walking down North Street. Yeah, Somewhere. we can ping you, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your thoughts. I really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, take care. We'll talk to Dan next. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jonathan. First of all, I just want to tell you how much I love your your podcast. You're really fair oh, thank about you. ish. I mean, I've I've sent you lots of emails about controversial topics, and I I always felt like you took my opinion seriously. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah. nice to try, what I'm trying to do is have a kind of a show where we can have some dialogue on some sometimes issues that are contentious in a respectful way. And sadly, with social media and that kind of thing, it's it's all too rare these days. But my my thoughts about the event first, um, I would have liked to have seen just some kind of nod to accessibility, even if it was mentioned in passing. And I loved the audio description, but boy, there was a lot going on. It's like, wait a minute, slow down. Wow. I mean, maybe maybe visually someone seeing this would be able to process things rapidly, but hearing 
things described, it's like there's so much going on. And of course, the trouble uh, with audio description is that they have to fit the description into the available time. You know, if there's if there's no right. dialogue for a short period, then they're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. the only thing that excited me was the tags. As far as the hardware, I just got last year an iPhone 12 Pro, which I love. And then out of jealousy, because my husband bought a watch, well, I couldn't be left out. So I went and bought one the next day. <laughs> and then this year I bought a new Braille display because I was so sick of my focus display, which I've already explained. Mm. And I thought, wait a minute, I, I, I can't absorb anymore. And I've had people try to persuade me to switch from Windows to the Mac. And I really have felt that no one's really quantified well enough for me reasons to switch, except people talk about this trackpad interface, liking it. And that might be something to experiment with, but I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars just to experiment with something that I don't know if it's going to be of any benefit. It is kind of nice. It's like using an iPhone. If I was to try and sell somebody on using a Mac, I would say you're in the Apple ecosystem. You can run a lot of your iOS apps now on the Mac with the M1 chip. You can do FaceTime. You can do iMessage. If you're into creating audio, then the audio subsystem in the Mac is a lot more stable than Windows and gives you a lot less grief. What I would say, though... I've heard that. Yeah, it's really good. But what I would say, though, is if you're writing complex documents it takes a lot more effort to do it well on the mac and there are some challenges i mean have i have people say well you could boot camp windows and i say but i already have a windows machine it's an old windows machine but i'm happy with it yeah i mean the only other thing i can think of about ios that i like is the way it syncs things more intuitively than microsoft i i still cannot sync my Outlook calendar from my PC to my phone, and I get a different Apple answer from Microsoft or Apple each time I call. But when I got my phone and watch, everything synced seamlessly, and I like that. Very good. Well, perhaps we can talk about some of these other things yes. uh, in, a, in a future Clubhouse forum. That would, that would be, be good. good to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it from me. Thank you for your thoughts. And You're welcome. We'll go to Paul now. Hi, Paul. Good to hear from you. I'm actually very excited about the Apple TV. I've good, been waiting good. for that thing for a year. <laughs> why, why Why is that? Because basically all we're seeing is, um, you know, a, 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 an improved chip, better HD resolution, and a new remote. Is it the new remote that excites you? I'm like the, yeah, even my wife hates the remote. I don't know anybody who likes the the uh, Apple TV remote. So what I'd like to see a really I good do. description of that. You like it? Okay. <laughs> I want to know if it actually has buttons or are we still going to be swiping left and right and that sort of stuff. Now, regarding the chip, though, uh, I remember when Apple TV first came out, there was a discussion that since the content had to be was streamed, it had to be compressed. So the detail was not as nice as the detail on a Blu-ray. If the chip is faster, will the, the stream still have to be compressed and will the detail be better? That's a really good for question. Sighted, for sighted family members. Yeah, it's a good question. And also where it does affect us 
is the the lengths you have to go through to get Dolby Atmos on the Apple TV to sound bars like the Sonos Arc. Um, Correct. It's it's quite complicated. So I think we'll be really getting into the weeds to get that information, but I hope we can because uh, that could convince me to upgrade as well. Yeah, yeah. And and I like the color balance. I, again, this is pretty much for my sighted family members, but when I saw that, I said to my wife, I'd, when you get the new, we get the new Apple TV or even the new software, this, the 14.5 uh, software is going to have that color balance feature in it. And I thought, you should try that just to see if it makes the colors and the picture that much nicer. Yeah. There, yeah, it's a very good point. So there are a few little nuggets in the new Apple TV, aren't there? Yeah. 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 And and you can get the remote separately, which is nice. So if you want to buy the TV, you can buy the remote separately for 59 bucks. Ah, now that's good intel. So that means that you could get the remote for your existing Apple TV. If Correct. You, yeah. Okay. It is backwards compatible. It is backwards compatible. Right. Yay. So, I have an Apple TV. Yeah. I have an so Apple TV. like I say, I just want to know, I want to have somebody describe uh, to me when they actually see the remote, am I still swiping? Are there actually physical buttons on that touchpad uh, where I can, you know, and and the worst thing on this Apple TV that, that a lot of people don't like is the keyboard when you're in, when you're searching for something or you're entering a password. If I could have buttons where I could just go, you know, left, right, 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 right to the letter I want and then tap and that sort of thing as, as opposed to swiping and then missing the item I want and having to back up. You know what would actually be beneficial for the Apple TV is to be able to pair a Bluetooth keyboard to it because then you could just type on it like you would, you know, if you're yep. using a keyboard. With That's the exactly phone. what I, I can. do. Yeah, I have an Apple wireless keyboard, especially for the yeah. Apple TV, and I use that all the time. Yeah, it's great. What I would also like to see on the Apple TV, I think you can do this, is can I pair, um, let's say for my wife who has, who has hearing difficulties, can I pair her uh, AirPods? The yes, TV, and yet I can still hear the Apple yeah. TV. Yes, you can do that now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Very so, good. Oh so yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of waiting. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Let's talk to David Harvey. Welcome, David. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Good. Good. Um, I'm looking forward to the Apple TV. Well, I've got one at the moment, but I want to get the other remote. And I just what I just wish Tim Cook would bring Siri. I mean, come on, it's it's no point having an iPhone with Siri on it, yet I can't tell her to play something on Apple TV. It's just ridiculous that we don't have Siri on Apple TV. Yeah, for those who aren't aware of this, Siri is not available in New Zealand on the Apple TV, and it's available on every other Apple device. Um, although, to be fair, there's no HomePod available in New Zealand either. So I don't know whether the two are related, but no, you can't use Siri on the Apple TV in New Zealand unless you go through your region change thing yeah it just seems ridiculous what why that's the case you know and i yeah and they don't give you a discount for the fewer features no they either. don't yeah no don't. And i'm sure there's consumer law about this if you advertise something then you can but well, that's i can probably tell you that another day but anyway i the the air tags um i'd probably put one in my wallet for for so even though i know where i keep it most of the time and uh what I'm, what, what about with these air tags? Can you label? Can you speak into them? So uh, when I tag my t-shirt or something like that, can I put a tag on my shirt so I know what color a particular shirt I have or a couple what color jersey I've got? Mm, no, I well, I suppose you can you can label them. You can label them in the app. 
to tell the app what it is that you're sticking them to. But what you're describing sounds like an application for something like the uh, the Wayfinder tags or something like that. But I think it'll be interesting because clearly the way that Apple is positioning this is as a finding lost things device. But it may be that because of the U1 chip, blind people find inventive ways to use them. And I think it'll be really cool to see what happens there. Yeah, but we'll have to see how things go and the demos coming when you get yours, I'm sure you'll be looking forward to getting yours on the on the 30th of uh, April. Yeah, I think there'll be a, uh, there'll be a lot of demand for them, so we'll have to be up early. Yeah, and yeah. I just hope we do get Siri someday. I mean, this is this is a joke. <laughs> I agree. All right, let's talk to Adrian now. Hi, Adrian. Hi, hi. How are you? Good. How are you going? Yeah, fine. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. I think what was appealing more for me was the new um, iMac. Either I'm uh, completely blind. Yep. But I think time to time, uh, it's good to have a bigger, nice screen there, isn't it? I've got kids, and they are watching movies and uh, these kind of things, and it's great. But uh, the sound part of the iMac is more appealing for me. Of course, being a podcaster and, you know, involved in sound editing and this kind of things <laughs> and uh also also the um connection of the new ipad with the mac one they have thunderbird um connections apparently so i don't know how uh good the integration of the various uh new interfaces with uh, thunderbird um connections will be with the new mac you know that will open a great opportunity for making um, the iPad together with, with an audio interface uh, very mobile setup for podcasting, isn't it? Yes, yes, indeed. That's that's true. Um, it, the, the trick will be to finding a really good quality app that works efficiently. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I'd love to see some of the apps. I think HokuSai is actually the closest one that I've seen that gets there in terms of really easily selecting tech uh, audio and working with it on oh, the iPad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd love yeah. to see, gosh, if they would bring Reaper over to the iPad, for example. Ferrite as well. Ferrite probably with the keyboard in combination with the uh, physical keyboard yes. will be a, an option as well. Yeah, so that, again, is another point which is appealing. And... Um, so you know, with the uh, in the first in the priority list of my new shopping with Apple, I think was the uh, M1 Mac Mini. But now I'm just wondering to be Mac Mac Mini or to be the new iMac. <laughs> it was not clear for me. <laughs> choices, uh, choices. Yeah, they had two prices there: uh, twelve ninety nine and fourteen ninety nine. One for the coloured version. I don't know what the difference is between those, but. I'll find out when we, when they are put on the website, all the information. And uh, another thing which also I like to see it. You just mentioned um, this kind of things, the, pre the precision technology uh, within the air tags. What they have now, that technology which is used in this area, I think, could be very well uh, integrated with a kind of. Uh, indoor and exterior navigation i mean the walking navigation mm. you know for uh, if that technology is coming to complement in some way the maps apple maps 
you know, to give me the chance, for example, to navigate very well in a in a big parking area or in a park or in a mall or, uh, you know, to find uh, exactly the position of the door of the cafeteria, let's say, or, or a Starbucks in a mall or whatever. So that will be really great. So sometimes technologies come from Apple that don't really take off in the way that we expect. And the beacons is an example of this. You know, the Bluetooth beacons were released ages ago because I was still writing the iOS books at that time and had a lot of uh, hope for those Bluetooth beacons. And of course, BlindSquare fitted out the central business district here in Wellington in New Zealand, where I am with these beacons. And they're quite interesting, but they haven't seen the kind of adoption that I thought they would. So indoor navigation remains the holy grail. And the thing that worries me about this is that there are disparate systems. Nobody seems to be uh, heading towards a uniform standard for indoor navigation. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So in many many situations, various small businesses or companies or startups, they do things how they think it is good to be. Well, they have rough consultation with blind people or or a small group of blind people, they figure out a way to, you know, and they have a guess altogether, if you wish. It's not, it's not standard to make properly an indoor navigation, not only for blind people, but for sighted people as well. Yeah. Hospitals and airports and big uh, um, supermarkets and this kind of things. Yeah, that's right. And um, as I said, I don't know why the beacon didn't get too much markets, but I think probably one of the, uh, weak points of this was uh, the um, lack of the sharing the information and not only sharing the information but demoing the apps working together with beacons because you know uh, especially blind people they are quite resistant when it's about uh, adopt- adopting new technologies so if you want to have blind people to you know to adopt uh, navigation using beacons, go there, make uh, demos wherever you have the chance to do it and any <laughs> podcast channel or any media you can think of, you know, to be everywhere. You know, for example, I, I, a mm. couple of years ago, I said, I'm fed up by IRA. Everywhere where I'm turning my head, it's IRA here. IRA here, IRA there. IRA there. Or <laughs> yep. IRA was everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Every single Yeah. Why did I not didn't you know sitting that way with the beacons technology well i suppose yeah that yeah that's an interesting question you know you know my point yeah but but, yeah all right let's talk to ibrahim now hi ibrahim hey jonathan um great coverage i did not catch the event but i'm gonna go look at it uh really interesting the air tags even though i have uh one pair of headphones with the tile technology built in so i guess i have both of them come next week um, I guess my only question was with the iPad Pro. Um, I'm hoping that somebody says there's a touch ID even on the side or something because I'm really not a fan of face ID. And um, finally, with the the Find My Network, can you have both the Tile and AirTags in them, or do you have to use the Tile app still? You still have to use the Tile app at the moment. My understanding is that Tile can integrate with the Find My network if they want to because it's open to third-party accessories but okay, I've, whether I've, they will I've is been like decision. other people and the app isn't that accessible right now with tile yeah i use the tile app it's not it's not the best but it's usable 
Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, I guess because I haven't used it much, but I found it a little harder to navigate and find my apps. I'm waiting for the air tags. Right. Yep. Well, the Find My Apps looking in pretty good shape. Um, sometimes I do see some minor focus issues in the Find My App, but there's nothing that we can't cope with there and for sure. I want to let you guys know that next week is iOS 14.5. I just saw it on CNET. They're saying it's going to drop. So next week? Yes, next week iOS 14.5 for the public. Okay, that's useful in hell. See, we, so for those listening on the podcast of this, we jumped on right after the event. So I'm sure that the media outlets are clarifying that. Thanks very much for that, Ibrahim. I appreciate that. No problem. Thanks for the podcast and everything. Have a great day, John. You too. We'll talk to Judy next. Hi, Judy. Hi, Jonathan. Can you hear me? I can hear you, which is always good. Okay, good. Um, just wanted to ask you what you thought about the new podcast rules Evidently, they're not going to, they said ad-free podcasting, and they said they were revamping all that. So I wonder what you think about that. I mentioned this way at the beginning, so you, you might have missed my comment on that. But um, I'm concerned about this. What we're seeing is a fragmentation of podcasts. Um, in the early days, you could get your podcast with any podcast app that you liked. And there may be various reasons why you chose the podcast app that you did. Now what we're seeing is people trying to exclusivize, if that's such a word, podcasts to certain providers. So Spotify really started this in a major way, and now you can get Spotify-exclusive podcasts. And the data is suggesting that in 2021, at least in the mainstream audience, Spotify is going to overtake Apple as the number one source from which people get their podcasts. So Apple's responding to this with this new podcast subscription feature. It does sound potentially a bit more open than what Spotify is doing. Spotify kind of shoulder taps individual podcasters and says, kid, we're going to make you a star. And, you know, uh, But it sounds like as a creator, you can sign up to the service. And I'm going on what they said at the event, so there'll be more details on this, that you can choose to then distribute premium content for a subscription through Apple Podcasts app, and then they will take a cut, I have no doubt of that, in the same way that they do for the App Store, but that you will then be able to get paid for your content. Um, my view on this is that Apple's Podcasts app is pretty mediocre, and if I have to, if, if someone's trying to force me to listen to a podcast in Apple Podcasts instead of Castro, I will not listen. But that's just me. I I don't like the app. I think it's a horrible app. What do you what do you think of it of, of what they're doing? Well, I, I don't really like it because I think I know a lot of small podcasters who may have one or two small thirty second ads, and that pays their um. Uh, their cost of their equipment that some of them had to do to get real specialized podcasts, like on certain books or authors or things like that. Not, not big podcasting uh, organizations, but I think it's going to hurt them if they can't have a 30 second ad in or, you know, refer somebody to an affiliate so that they can make a, a you know, 20 or 30 bucks to pay uh, for some of the stuff they have to have. I don't mind listening to ads in a podcast if it helps the creator. So just to be clear, Apple's not going to force this down anybody's throats. This is a new option that you can go for if you want to. So, for example, what you might be able to do is publish your podcast on Apple Podcasts, I don't know, a week before you publish it to the general audience using this premium feature. And you could strip the ads away and charge people for access to that content or 
Not that I want to do this because I don't need to make money from my podcast. I'm in a very fortunate position right now. But what I could do, for example, is potentially say, okay, we're going to do a a, a quick discussion about a, a, a a product, a blindness technology product. If you want to hear a full tutorial on it, which might be two or three hours long, then subscribe to my premium feed in Apple Podcasts. So pay money and you will get the full tutorial. So I guess... You know, looking at it for looking at it from the bright side, it could be a way for some blind content creators who don't have the infrastructure to set up their own uh, website or PayPal account to actually get some recompense for good quality content. And if the quality is good enough, I guess people will pay. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Judy. It's, yeah, it makes me feel a bit uh, as well, but we'll see how it goes. All right, let's talk to Jedi now. Hi, Jedi. Hello, Jonathan. It's good to see you. You too. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, listen, so my question to you is, do you think that the tiles that Apple is making could potentially be a way to mark bus stops? Because I know in many places, the bus stops aren't easy to find or they don't have some kind of accessible marking on them that we can determine the difference between them and, say, some other poll. Um, and in my community, that's particularly problematic. And so I'm wondering... If you think or if it's been sort of discussed that they might be able to withstand some weather. And if so, that could be an interesting way to use this technology. Thank you. Thanks, Jedi. It could be, except that as I understand the way tiles work, there's no way to crowdsource their broadcast. So you, for example, could attach a tile to a particular door. And with the U1 chip in the phone, it would take you right to that door. But to the best of my knowledge that would only be broadcastable to you. I haven't heard of it, and this could be a request, a feature request for Apple accessibility. If there was a way to set up an AirTag so that you could broadcast its, um, whatever it is, is labeled as to the general populace, then you could label rooms in this way. And as again, with that W1 chip, a whole bunch of people who want to find that location could do it, but... My understanding is the way they've structured it at the moment, it's it's a personal thing. So one tile belongs to one individual. It's encrypted to your iCloud account, and no one else can actually see what that tile is brought, what that air tag is broadcasting, other than you. But that's a really interesting thought. I I I think that we might, as a blind community, we might have some pretty interesting use cases to put to Apple for the way that these things might expand. And so those are some of the opinions of those who joined us in the Mushroom FM room on Clubhouse to discuss the Apple event right after the event. There's a lot more coming, and we will be publishing some articles about the Apple event and products that were announced at it on the Mosin at Large Twitter account. So do make sure you follow Mosin at Large on Twitter. But what do you think? If you weren't able to join us in Clubhouse or we couldn't get to you because of the amount of people who were raising their hands, you are welcome to be in touch. We will be discussing this in the next episode published at the usual time in the weekend. You can drop me an email with an audio attachment or write it down. Send it into Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N at mushroomfm.com. You can also call the listener line in the United States. That is 864-60-MOSIN. 864-606-6736 is a new Apple thing in your future. What are you most excited about? I'm looking forward to hearing your views. 
To contribute to Mosin at Large, you can email Jonathan, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at mushroomfm.com by writing something down or attaching an audio file. Or you can call our listener line. It's a US number, 864-60-MOSIN. That's 864-606-6736. Mosin at Large.